Good morning and welcome to Famous Fresh Fridays. Ladies, how are you guys doing? How's Johannesburg? Oh, you fo- you remembered we are here? Uh, yes, indeed. I, how, oh. how, how dare I forget? <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're yes. good. We're good. Has our guest looked after? Have you guys uh, painted? He is well looked after. He's drinking coffee. He's posing for the camera. That is beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Famous Fresh Fridays, only on Metro FM. Jonathan Johnny Clegg, a South African musician and anthropologist who has recorded and performed with bands like Juluka and Savuga. Mm. Some things sometimes referred to as uh, Zulu Blanc, the white Zulu, is <laughs> an important figure in South African popular music history. He does songs that mix Isi Zulu in English and African with various Western music styles. A South African music catalogue that has kaleidoscope of colour and culture would be remiss if it didn't have Johnny Clegg in it. He has lived in many parts of the world but calls South Africa home. In 2004, he was voted 23rd in the SABC 3's Greatest South Africans. In 2012, Johnny Clegg received the South African Presidential Ikamanga Award as part of the National order ceremony. This award is the highest honor a citizen can receive in South Africa. It was presented by President Jacob Zuma. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the inimitable Johnny Clegg. Oh yes, Bayete would be proper. (laughs) Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm fine, Fresh. How are you doing? I feel disrespectful calling you Johnny. Mm, uh, really? Yes, because uh, my mother, my mother is gonna slap me around when I get home. It's like, how dare you call uh, somebody older than you, Johnny? Uh, uh, we're shooting in Baba. I got a naming zone in the Baba. Baba. Go, go, So let's go back to day one. Where were you born? Where were you raised, sir? I was born outside Manchester in England in 1953. That makes me 64. Yes, sir. Uh, my mother divorced my father when I was six months old and took me back to where she was born, which was uh, Zimbabwe. I grew up on a farm in Zimbabwe till I was seven, and then she married a South African crime reporter, and we moved to Johannesburg. Hmm. Yes. When I was... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, did she ever explain to you why the divorce? Yeah, uh, the, the, well, I never knew my father. I had to, I had to track him up. Uh, when I was 21, I went to England and I found him, and he had a different story. Yeah, these were ah, yes. three three sides to a story. Always, always. But what it looks like is that the grandparents, the, the, his father and my mom's father engineered this because neither of them wanted their kids to uh, be married um, ah. and so there was pressure because my mom had fallen pregnant which sure. in uh, which in the 1950s was a scandal yes you yes. could only fall pregnant if you are married yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um, so his father said that my mother had trapped him into marriage you know it's all that mm. all that stuff and so uh, it 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 came to an end and so i grew up on my grandfather's farm and then um i arrived in south africa when i was seven and when i was nine we moved to zambia 
and I schooled there for a year and a half. In a non-racial school, there were more black kids and teachers than, than whites, and yes. uh, it was a new experience for me, very important experience, and my days in Lusaka, uh, I, I, I remember with great fondness. Yes. And then I came back to South Africa, to Johannesburg, and I've lived here ever since. Do you remember your earliest childhood memory that has stayed with you? You know, whether it was in Zimbabwe, yes, whether it was once you moved yeah, I here. Have, I, have, I have some very strong memories. Yes. I must have been about four or five. I remember um, seeing geese uh, yes. having their heads chopped off and mm. running around. Wow. Mm. Uh, which for That's me, how Angie used to kill chickens when yes. she was a, a little girl. Yeah, oh. I, I was that person. You were that person. I was the yes. chicken she killer. Was, she was the abattoir <laughs> wow. on, the, on their farm. So you were the one who gives us chicken heads and legs. Eh? Yes. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a very important part of South Africa. That. No. <laughs> Ingi. So, so, yeah, and then another one is I, I went as a, as a youngster Yes. With one of the, the herd boys with cattle on, on a cattle track. And we were on the side of a mountain. And he saw Buck on the other side. Yeah. And I couldn't see it. I, he, he was pointing. Can you see, can you see the, the buck there, the wild buck? And I couldn't see. So he knelt down in front of me. And he, he said, look along my finger. And I yes. put my head on his, on his, I have such a strong memory. I put my head on his on his arm and I looked down his finger and at the tip of his finger there was a buck the, the world became alive and there was a buck and I, I just I was for me it was a complete magic wow. yes. that this chap yes. could bring the mountainside alive on the other side <laughs> <laughs> you know with his finger uh, and I, I was always I was very uh, very respectful f of him uh, later on yes. so you know, you have those kind of uh, also um, running across uh, the courtyard at night, um, and and there was a big dark shape, and it was actually the bull of the herd. Ah. But I th I thought it was a monster. Yes. So, and I she ran inside, shouting to my mom, "Monster! Monster outside! Monster!" So yeah, um, those are great memories. Fond yeah. memories, indeed. Now. Back at that time, race relations were not the the best in Southern Africa. What was your understanding of race relations? I mean, what did your mom share with you? What did your stepdad share with you? Um, I I grew up in three different countries, um, and obviously Zambia was a non-racial country. Yeah, this was just uh, after Zambia's independence. Yeah, nineteen sixty-four. Right? Yeah. Yes. And I um, so when I came back, I was I was. 11 and I my position was I'm, a, I'm an immigrant and every country's got its own systems and I was also very much um, disrupted in my personal life because my mom was a jazz singer and, and a cabaret singer Yes. and we traveled around a lot I went to I went to six schools in five years in three what? different countries uh, in, my, in my primary school uh, years. Wow. Um, so I, I was a I was a gypsy in a way, and yes. and I think I, I I didn't owe any any loyalty to anything. I was just trying to manage my life as a young child and a young boy. You know, you make friends and then you move, mm. yes. and then you make yes. new friends and then you move. And you know, yeah, uh, 
everything for me was always kind of uh, unsettled and, and, and unclear. So the, the, the issue of the politics never really um, uh, became a main concern until I was 14. Yes. Uh, what happened I, when you were 14? Well, I discovered Zulu Street guitar music. Ah. In uh, fact, uh, let's hold that thought and uh, we'll come back to it after this. It's 546 Famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Johnny Clegg. Right now, the Comedy Minute with Loiso Mating. We are hanging out with the legendary Johnny Clegg. Fresh? Uh, yes. You know, my parents still have that LP. Uh, yes, uh, we, we also still have that LP. It is just, it, it took me back to my childhood. In fact, I was about to ask uh, uh, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> Uncle Johnny. Uh, yes, I shall call him Uncle Johnny because, like I said, I I, I I can't just say Johnny. <laughs> like like we grew up together and we and we. we I can't I can't do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, In fact, I was about to ask you about which audience where does that song remind you of the most. Wow, that, that audience reminds me of touring uh, through uh, what is now Pumalanga, which used to be Eastern Transvaal, playing in yes. Ermelo, uh, uh, Petritif, uh, Dundee, Newcastle, um, and Freyheit playing those songs in winter, in July, mm, in Freyheit yes. in, on a football field with um, all the township people coming, wearing blankets. And you wow. couldn't... Yeah, it was so cold, man. And uh, I, I remember playing that song, uh, and the song started to slow down because everybody was so freezing. You, you, the guitar player, the bass player, the drummer, the whole song just started to, to <laughs> till in the end. It, till in the end, it was like, <laughs> and 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 the, that show in Freyheit on on the football ground, the people were so cold that, that they they wrapped themselves in blankets so nobody clapped so you never knew if they liked it. so you never knew whether they liked it or not but they stayed for the whole performance and you know afterwards they they, they said they enjoyed it but it was just too too cold so so yes it takes me back and, but also it takes me back to the moment Yes. The biggest moment for Juluka at that time, 1981, there was on Radio Zulu a um, audience uh, choice. Yes. At the end of the year of the of their favorite song, and we were pitted against the Soul Brothers. Wow. Yeah. And they they always won it, and um, to everybody's. Uh, um, amazement uh, this song and Juluka won it that year wow. uh, by audience choice mm. phone-ins nice. so it was a, a breakthrough for us um, on radio for the first time because our music wasn't really that p played that much yes. uh, during those times as you can imagine may uh, I tell you my, my lasting memory of that song yes mm -hmm. I was in grade 5 and uh, my uncle Douglas told me that um, Juluka Plus, there was a band called the Black Five. Mm. Yes. Where we're performing in town. That's right. Uh, yes. I cried for, until my parents allowed him to take me to this concert. Oh, wow, beautiful. Wow. I had school the next day. I think it was on a Wednesday or Thursday night. We got mm. home at four in the morning. Wow. Um, I was sitting on his shoulder. Ow, ow, ow. I was sitting on my uncle's shoulder oh, my watching God. you on stage. That's incredible. I lost 
my mind. I fell asleep in every class the next day in grade five. But I've never forgotten you, sir. Can can I because of that song? Can I Johnny Yes. Uh, um I share the same sentiments, Notato. I was in Ellis Park. Yes. Uh, thousands of people I was on my father's shoulder yes. wow and they were performing there and for me they looked so tiny I, was, I thought actually literally you thought they, they were, were as people. tiny as they are on TV yes <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I was away. but I remember singing the, and for me you personally you gave me hope and I didn't even know that there was going to be a new South Africa yes but uh, through you, you I, I, I saw hope and yeah. thank you for that. Thank you so much, Sumizi. I appreciate it. You know, just going back to the Black Five, the the, the bass player of Black Five became Juluka's bass player. Mm. So you guys we, told him in Botswana. Eish, <laughs> so so what would what, we would share each other's? Uh, you know, we were touring together, and their manager yes. was a chap called Soli Hwadi. He came from Sebukeng. Yes. And what happened with Chiluka is we gave bl- uh, black promoters different areas where they were strong. And Solly uh, toured Chiluka through the Free State, uh, through um, the whole, it, it was like a, a, a corridor from the Free State up into Botswana. Yes. And he managed Black Five. So Black Five always opened for us. Yes. So we became um, kind of joined at the hip. Partners. Yeah, we yes. were joined at the hip. And uh, it, those are just wonderful days, you know. And I, sure. I, I just, we went into every rural township you can imagine, uh, playing and performing. And um, then Soli Lidwaba, who was the Black Fire's ba- bass player, became Juluga's bass player. And then later on, Savuga's bass player. Uh, and um, he was one of the most amazing performers I've ever seen. Yes. My band used to take bets when we were touring in France because uh, you know he, he liked a bit he used to like a bit of hot stuff before he went <laughs> on stage so and and they would they would record the show and they yes. take bets if he would miss one note one note of the song of any song and he never and did. And he never did. Just mm. unbelievable. Mm. Maybe the secret was in uh, whatever he wet his whistle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Johnny Clegg. Let's talk about your relationship with food growing up. Mm. Because I'm um, obviously born in England, moved yes. to Zimbabwe, uh, South Africa, Zambia. And so what are your food memories as a child? I suppose standard food, you know, uh, uh, stews, um, uh, you know, only when I came to South Africa, sort of in my eight, nine, ten years old, uh, was I introduced to like the the braai. But the most interesting time of food was when I um, became involved with the Zulu migrant labor community. Sure. And all of the various um, uh, traditional foods uh, usu or mukhodi, mm. um, uh, you know, and and all the various other um, parts of the animal that were, you know, when you go to a traditional um, a wedding or ceremony, there isn't one part of the animal that is wasted, True. And, yeah. and, you know, True. and uh, in the very very early times, um, you know, animals were uh, a cow was divided up into sections the cow is actually a a, a sociological map of 
um, how the society organized itself. So the hierarchy, in, yeah, the hierarchy in Togo. Yes. The in Togo went to the men. Yes. Uh, it was cooked in a big deli uh, porti, uh, the big three three pot uh, iron cast pot, and then. Uh, all the soft meat went to the elders because uh, the Basuela Mazzino, yeah. and then, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, certain like uh, unmarried girls would get a certain part. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, virgins would get a certain part. You know, virgins weren't allowed to eat eggs. Uh, mm-hmm. There were also it's all sorts mm-hmm. of dietary restrictions which wow. showed your status in society. Mm-hmm. If you if you were unmarried but no longer a virgin, then you were allowed to eat eggs and you were allowed to eat other parts. Uh, married women had certain sections of the animal, and it was very interesting. Uh, you know, as you start as I started to uh, to to see how um, you know food was, was such an important part of, uh, of of how a society um, uh, uh, reinforced the way people uh, re- uh, interacted with each other sure. the, the lungs and the hearts were cut out and given to young boys sure. uh, and they would take this out roast it and then they would stick fight around you know they, they'd put the the heart on a stick in the middle and they sit around <laughs> it and there was a knife next to it and then whoever was feeling uh, hot that day yes. would go and cut a piece and eat it and then somebody would challenge him to a fight uh, so you know it, 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 and you know Zulus and meat yo uh, <laughs> uh, um, and the other thing is um, it, it, it was also the men were uh, arranged in, 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 in age groups sure uh, in Danga so uh, your uh, your 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 um, your meat was presented on a wooden tray, ukwembe, uh, and then you'd have a younger man or boy cutting for older boys. He would koba the meat, cut it, and you had to cut it from 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 the left to the right. Mm. And there would be salt and pele pele on the side, and then he would always every piece of meat that he ate, that he ate, he would make he would eat it first so that they could see it wasn't poisoned you know oh, so yes. you know so hold all those old traditions mm-hmm. and uh, so i i you know when i was 15 16 I, I i was slowly exposed to those things and those ideas and it was fascinating to me and um so uh, that my, my diet was really much like that and uh, I, you know every sunday or so every end of the month uh, I, I would go with my all my dancing friends and we'd go to Mai Mai yes. and uh, there you could get um, here in Joburg uh, uh, in the down, you know, downtown Mai Mai is a traditional market that's for those right. that yeah. are not yes. aware yeah. yes. and there you can get you know uh, usu you can get uh, fried you know uh, grilled liver steak pup and um, uh, amachilis and we would sit there and we would koba. Some some guy would koba for us it, you know and, and of course you know there's all the standard joking you know yes uh, so, uh, who so taught you to koba? Why are you? Why are you? In, in, the in pieces fact, of meat are too small, you know. And it was, it was a lot. It was, it's, it, it's wonderful, you know, when uh, when food like that, um, you know, creates beautiful and happy and uh, happy moments. Sure. Twenty two after six, we're hanging out with the legendary Johnny Clegg. It's famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. More after this. Metro FM Sports. 
So we asked the question, can sport ever truly be race transformed? And we have a tweet from Netdar and he says, if we started early, I would say yes. However, if it does happen, it will take years and years. We lack development as black people, which is something that white people do very well. And their schools and parents help with that. There's raw talent from rural areas, but who cares about them? Another um, WhatsApp says, transformation is never truly going to happen. When quota systems are applied and the national team wins 20 games then it's okay but the minute they lose one game then everyone starts pointing out how the quota system is messing up the beautiful game so be, uh, so transformation can never really satisfy everyone so basically meaning damned if you do or damned if you don't we've got voice notes transformation can be achieved for as long as our country stop using quota system quota, quota system only favors the top leadership in every sporting code they must go back to basics where we develop from villages, rural areas, villages, townships, suburbs. We need to have our own mini leagues as black Africans, our own mini leagues as colored, our own mini leagues as white. I think it's entirely dependent on which schools our kids attend. If they would be in private schools, more often than not, you find that the schools are aligned to rugby and cricket. In soccer, maybe the argument has never really been there because of predominantly the interest would come from, you know, um, mainly black people. Sports is a reflection of what's happening in the country. So transformation will happen if the country really transforms because uh, transformation will be will depend on our schooling system. If our township and rural schools start playing uh, cricket and rugby, that's the only time where we'll see transformation because good players will be emerging from those schools so up until the education system changes forget about transformation that's a bit sad but i think i live in hope fresh you do yeah i do i really live in hope i feel like the generation that is coming is going to transform what we couldn't do for me the the last voice note speaks the truth yeah. that what's happening in this, in sport is a microcosm of what's happening in society mm, mm. Uh, that until there's proper transformation you know across the board you know why should there be any hope for transformation in sport mm. you know majority of us are not sports people so you can yeah. imagine how bad it is for majority of people mm. that is true if not even sport is transforming you yeah. can't even transform your own life because of a lack of transformation in society hey. okay you just dropped me are you depressed yet I'm very depressed <laughs> <laughs> Pap Johnny, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a creative, I'm a choreographer, I'm mm. a, a musical person. And listening to your music every time, every day, when I've listened to your music, and even now, I hear the instrumentation, I hear the greatness in the composition. And I'm wondering, have you ever thought of having a Juluga or Johnny Clegg grand musical, like a Sec du Soleil? Type mm. of musical, like I'm seeing it. I'm mm. seeing wow. and the mm. spirit of a great mm. heart. Mm. Have you ever thought? Of no, it's never. I've never thought of that. But geez. that's quite a. That's quite an imaginative uh, uh, angle that, that you're coming with, because uh, you know uh, some of the songs that we've written are very evocative and, and 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 lend themselves to you know to to movement and to lighting and you know all that stuff mm. and choreography. 
and legacy and for me it's 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 Juluga and Johnny Clegg and Babsi and living forever because oh, thank I, you it's, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Jeez. Um, hey, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Johnny, what does heritage mean to you? What is your heritage? Heritage. You, you, you're almost like a poiki. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a poiki. I'm a mongrel. Yes. And gi pastel, I mean. Uh, and in in Zulu, uh, they would call me uh, ikata. Ikata. The amakata were were, were farm laborers. They ran away from the control of the chiefs. This is in the Natal Midlands, around yes. about 80, 1880, up until about 1930. And they went onto the, the farms of absentee landlords who owned them, but they were just wild. And then they, they, they did, they did a, a, a labor tenancy contract. They'd give six months of their labor uh, to the farmer and the other six months they had free. Yes. And these Amakata, they changed traditional culture. They were people who were living and working out that that culture had to change. Mm. And they started to mix. These were the people who took Western instruments and Africanized them. They reconfigured the guitar. They reconfigured the concertina, the violin. They took traditional dances and uh, allowed other influences into them. These were the, the guys who joined the Christian church, um, uh, but in December they would go home and slaughter to the Amadlozi just in case. So yes. they had their feet in both worlds. A Tatla is a man who wears a three-piece suit and car tire sandals. He's saying, I claim both worlds, I'm finding a third way. And yes. they would take uh, Christian hymns and, and slightly change them and do Zulu war dancing to them, which really upset the Christians. And th they brought in uh, cuisine, uh, influences into the cuisine from Indian, uh, the, hot, the hot stuff. Uh, sure. They introduced it. They also changed clothing styles and patterns um, uh, where instead of wearing skins or ipeshu behind, they would tie a towel and they would go and buy very colorful towels and tie the towels behind them saying, if I was a traditional guy, I would be wearing my bare shoe, but I'm, I'm trying to find a way to reconfigure all of these traditional clothing styles. So the, the classic Gata uh, dancer would wear black pants, car tire dancing sandals, and a white vest, and the and uh, 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 Amashoba, the, the white um, um, tail of a cow, you know the the shobas, yes. uh, either below the knee or around the neck or on the on the arm, and 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 then, you know the stock the, the suspenders that hold up pants. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the, the one, band. yeah, crease band. The yes. crease band. They would they would tie one over the shoulder as normal. And then one around you, so it's uh, around around your chest uh, to the back of your chest. So they they took all of these things, and if they took it, they always slightly changed it. And um, the, 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 they introduced tea drinking ceremonies. They were the first to introduce chairs and tables because I don't know if you know in the in you know if, even in the 70s when you went to a traditional homestead, you sat on uh, a, a, a mat. On the floor, yes. you always sat on the floor. To sit on a chair was to make a claim that you are somebody important. Sure. Uh, 
So all of these things, these Amatlatla did, and they were great cultural experimenters. And so that for me is what I am in my own way. Um, so when we talk about heritage, heritage is something that is bequeathed to you from the people who went before. Sure. Uh, their memories, their solutions, their technical, spiritual, emotional um, coping mechanisms, the use of language, all of that stuff, you inherit that. It is your heritage. And for myself, uh, I, I inherited indirectly that stuff mm. and it shaped me and it shaped the way I look at the world it shaped my music it shaped the way I experience my body it shaped the way I eat food what food and how to eat food mm. um, uh, you know it's very interesting we eat with a knife and a fork yes yeah. and what this is it's, it's, it is uh, a, a form of mediation as 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 uh, as as cultures got more and more complex, they 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 started to put distance between themselves and ev anything else they did. So you never ate with your hands anymore. You used a knife and a fork, so that you never ever felt the texture of the food you're eating. Yes. But when you go home, you put your hands in the pup. You feel its heat. You feel its texture before you put it in your mouth. So it's a much more um, a, a, a wide-ranging experience of food consumption. You, you hold the meat, you cut it with one knife, and then you put it with your hand into your mouth. There's no mediation. Uh, of, sure. of there's no intervention between that, so it's a more intimate. It's experience. more yes, it's it's a more total total experience. So um, all of these things, uh, when you look at them, uh, it's it's very interesting how human cultures uh, develop and and how they leave things behind, which are actually quite important, um, and they forget them. Uh, there's a huge, huge study to, to be done on cultural amnesia, what we forget about who we are mm, and where we mm, come from, you know? Sure. Now, Uncle Johnny, let's talk about how white South Africa received or perceived you, um, you know, back in the early 80s. Uh, you know, obviously, I got into a lot of trouble. Yes. Uh, I'm talking now the, the late 60s. Uh, I was uh, first arrested uh, when I was 15 at uh, Wemmer Hostel, which is now the Johannesburg Licensing Department, the bottom of Rissick Street, sure. uh, for breaking the Group Areas Act. And, 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 and uh, you know, hostels were for men only, no women, no whites, no blacks, uh, sorry, no, no whites, Indians or coloreds allowed in, only blacks. Uh, they were run by the municipality of Johannesburg, and they were there just basically as a temporary housing for. Uh, what were considered to be migrant workers, workers yes. who would never ever settle in the city. Mm. Uh, and, and so the music and the dancing took me to the hostels, but also took me to uh, the, the flatland of, of Hillbrow because many migrant laborers were flat cleaners. Mm. And on the weekends, we would go to the top of the buildings and we would play music. Um, and I always got into trouble because the caretaker would, you know, sometimes we'd make a lot of noise and the caretaker would come up and he'd say, what is a white boy doing here? With all what, these, what, what, what would the white boy say? And I'd say, no, I'm playing music. And, and they always, <laughs> it was always a problem for, for yes. most white people because 
when blacks and whites were together there was always a negative it is that they're up to something yes uh, so they, yeah so they, yes. they crimin they criminalized normal human behavior of, of people just sitting in a car talking Sipa and myself one day were sitting in Rally Street uh, in, in my Volkswagen and the uh, uh, police car pulled over and these two uh, white cops got out and they said what are you doing and I didn't know how to answer the question because it was so <laughs> obvious I was sitting in the car with my friend <laughs> and, and, and the guy said no 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 but what are you doing I what said, are you doing what are you planning I'm, we're sitting here and we're just talking Yes, but, but what are you doing? I said, are we sitting here? No, no, get out the car. They <laughs> they stripped my car. They opened the boot. They lifted up the seats. Yeah, they, because surely you're they, planning to bomb something. No, but also it, it had to be criminal. Maybe there yes. was dacha. Maybe, you know, a white and a black person couldn't get together for any other reason than for something nefarious uh, yes. or, or negative or you know what I'm saying it was that kind of mentality from the white community which was just crazy how did it, how did it make you feel at the time I hated it because it made me feel like a criminal it made yes. me feel uh, you know when I was uh, I was later arrested at the Lady Dudley Hospital compound yeah. uh, dancing with uh, the dancers in there we were practicing and the caretaker from the flat Nick the building next door on the second floor looked through the window and he saw me so <laughs> he called the police the police arrived and i used to drive around uh, ride around on my bicycle you know that's how i used to get around yeah and the police arrested me and they took my bicycle and they um, handcuffed me i was 16 and they took me to number four um you know the, the um uh, where where the constitute constitutional hill that used yes. to be the, the the main police station in hillbro and I was put into uh, the, um, a little cell uh, and they they kept my bicycle and they, they didn't know what to do with me because uh, the guy wanted to press charges and then they said to him, but you know, you are from the building next door. Uh, you know, yeah. Lady Dudley Hospital has to press charges because it's their property. It's not your property. Yes. He says, is there any other way I can press charges? This, 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 this mustn't, this is a young white boy who, who's, who's, who's on the wrong road. He's and clearly been corrupted. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. He's lost <laughs> and we have to stop this now. And, and the guy said, look, you know, there's nothing really we can do. So they, they came to me and they said, what school do you go to? And I said, Athlone Boys High. And they said, okay, uh, wh what's the principal's name? Anyway, so they phoned the principal and, uh, and um, I, I was bailed out by my mom. We paid yeah. a fine. Um, but the, did your mom? Did your, did your mom understand your passion for? Yes, she did. Um, but she used to be very worried. Um, yes, you know, when I was arrested at at, at Wemo Hostel, the police took me home and they just said to her, "Look, you know, we caught your your boy inside the hostel. It's very dangerous. Uh, these Zulus are fighting each other all the time." Uh, and on the weekend, there's lots of um, uh, what was then drinking. called, yeah, there was uh, what used to be called Bantu beer, yes. um, uh, which are, uh, is being drunk, and, and things can get out of hand. And he's got no no recourse in there. He's a yes. white kid, you know. And my mom, that worried my mom. So I had to bring the dance leader to my flat uh, to explain to my mom how. You know how how they would look after me, and and yes. and, and she accepted that. But she. Bless her soul. She she gave me a lot of freedom. Sure. She gave me a lot of uh, 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 leeway to, to 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 interact. And <laughs> she was a progressive person. She, mm. she you know she had very progressive ideas. Sure. Uh, and 
so when I when I went to school uh, the next day you know the headmaster called me in and said look you know you must understand that you are lost you, you've got to change your ways uh, you're going to land up in jail yeah. Uh, and you're going to bring the school into uh, you know um, into in, in, into uh, why, why can't you be like other good yes, white kids yeah, yeah. yes and uh, he was genuinely and most white people were genuinely puzzled why would you want to do this why like, would why you, you want why, to why do you want to hang out with the yeah, bartons what, yeah what, 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 what is going on and then there would always be like a slight suspicion you know there must be something else going on. You can't yes. just go there because you like you got black friends, or you, or you, you know, just want to sit and chat in a car at night, you know, yeah. with Sipo. So you know, there was that was a, a very common uh, feeling, and I felt sure. marginalized. Mm. I felt um, misunderstood. You know, I, yeah, and I would be walking. I remember with Charlie Mzila, the guy who first taught me guitar. I was walking uh, with him uh, uh, t- towards where my hostel. There was uh, it's 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 where the it's the fire station, uh, just before we were in my hostel, and as I was walking, um, uh, one of the fire white firemen shouted out "fail goed," wow. rubbish, wow. Uh, uh, um, and so I swore back, and then he chased me, and I, <laughs> and I ran, I ran up into the hostel, and he didn't follow me because there were yes. too many black people there. Sure. So you know, how we had a lot of those kinds of moments. 653 famous fresh fridays on metro fm we're hanging out with the legendary johnny clegg jesse clegg of johnny clegg fame eight minutes after seven it is famous fresh fridays hanging out with the legendary johnny clegg papa johnny yeah uh, is, is, is uh, jesse your only son now i've got another son uh jaron he's mm-hmm. a he's a filmmaker uh and uh, he's he, he's busy doing, doing the video for my new single, mm-hmm. uh, and he he did the video for my my last release, and uh, actually won eight international awards for it. It's amazing. Uh, it's a, wow! Um, so he's going to be an up and coming young chap in that space uh, next year, I think. So so international fame and acclaim is a Clegg thing then. Yay! Please, hey, all I want them to do is to go out there and learn to pay the rent. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's what you want your children. They must. The two hardest things in life, to keep a relationship, and to pay the rent. Wow, yeah. those are the two things. So if he can, if they if they can do that, they are ninety percent on their way. There's a wow. third one, sir. Oh, what's and, that? And to pay taxes when yeah, you yeah 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 <laughs> when you know that money is not yours but it's there looking at you yeah <laughs> you know i i told my son the other day he was very upset i said to jesse so you you got a very nice um a very nice royalty check for from samra yes. he said gee dad it's it's amazing and i said to him so are you going to pay your partner so i said he says who's my partner i said tom moyani <laughs> so, so, he, so he didn't he, he doesn't know who Tom Moyani is mm. so yes. he said but who's Tom Moyani I mean he never had anything to do with this how does he has him I said no no he's the head of SARS yes so, 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 so he says to me so what are you saying I, I, I said to him you know what you have to get in your head yes everything you do everywhere you go you have a silent partner oh yeah he's there yes. and he's got a little axe 
and he's just going to gaula a yeah. little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you've got to understand that that's life. You want a piece of the meat. Yes. <laughs> uh, Uncle Johnny, yes. how would you say fatherhood changed you, if at all? Fatherhood changed me. Uh, I, I had a very, very uh, trusting and... Uh, a, 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 like a mysterious relationship with the world, I, I trusted. I trusted what the universe would give me. Yes. I trusted that things would work out. I, I, I gave everybody the benefit of the doubt at all times. Would you say you were gullible sometimes? Yeah, I was. I was innocent and I was gullible. And then when you have a child, the, the world becomes a dangerous place. Yes. You you know you 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 got a one year old running around. You're worrying are they going to put the, the needle into the, the 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 electric socket? Are they going? You know, you suddenly you realize that the world the world is 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 uh, completely random. You know you and 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 you you really worry and you it it changes your trust in the universe. Uh, mm-hmm. You become a lot more wary and a lot more. I wouldn't say negative, but you're more aware of what possibly wrong could happen, you know, all the time. <laughs> would, you, would, you, would, would you say we sometimes teach our kids to fear things they shouldn't fear, but because we now have fear in our hearts, yeah. we almost restrict them yes. and, and their fearlessness. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about my mom, because my mom really trusted me and trusted the universe I was in. You know, she, I, she let you go into hostels. She let me go to hostels. You know, that yes. was amazing. I must say, you know, um, but we do that, you know, yeah. and we do it in the weirdest way. You know, I remember my wife saying to Jesse when he was about seven, you know, um, put on a jersey. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like yes, yes. Know, that, that kind of stuff. It's crazy what we do with our kids. A lot of people would ask the question: Why wouldn't you have taken a Zulu maiden for a wife? How do you know I didn't? Mm, ah. Nice comeback. <laughs> so did you? Ah, winner. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're hanging out with the legendary Johnny Clegg. The question is, is he smarter than a primary school kid? Yeah. We're about to find out. Are you smarter than a primary school kid? Let's play Are You Smarter Than a Primary School Kid? Your daily mental workout is brought to you by Barocca. Good morning, Brooklyn. Morning. Brooklyn, how old are you? I'm 11 years old. Brooklyn, we have Uncle Johnny in the building. What's your first question? Who was the first president of Zimbabwe? Who was Hmm. the first president of Zimbabwe? And you're asking the right man. The first president uh, of Zimbabwe. Is, President uh, no. Robert Robert Mugabe? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, aren't you asking about the Prime Minister then, Brooklyn? What's the answer? The answer is Kenan Banana. Wasn't he Prime Minister? Kenan Banana, yes, he was yeah, the he was Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Yes. <laughs> Okay, but Brooklyn will give it to you anyway. But yes, yes Mugabe was okay. president. Banana was prime minister. Yes. <laughs> what is your second question, Brooke? What is the currency of Somalia? The currency of Somalia, sir. Mm. Hmm. I'm just going to take a shot. Indaramba. 
What's the answer, Brooke? Somalia shilling. Shilling. Shilling, yes. Uncle Johnny, is Somalia the only country in Africa you haven't performed in? No, in a lot of countries I haven't. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I've done a lot in West Africa, French West Africa, because obviously yes. the the the, the, the um, success in France. Sure. Um, so you're not retiring then? We can't let you retire until you've uh, done all of Africa. So. Hey, we for. So please cancel that uh, retirement. <laughs> the Thank you. Okay. What's your final question, Brooke? Who was the chairman of African Reunion in 2015? The what? The the African Union African Union chairperson in 2015 was Zuma. Yes. Is that correct, Brooke? No, it was President Robert Mugabe. Oh, my oh yes, word. it was. Okay. Eish. Very disappointing. You see, for old, for old people like us, time flies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. V- very disappointing, Uncle Johnny. Given Eish. that uh, you spend a lot of your childhood in Zimbabwe. Yes. Mm. True. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, Uncle Johnny. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm, I, I when I when I watched my my sons doing yes. mathematics uh, in standard nine or grade eleven, yeah, and I looked at the maths, it was like it, it humbles Martian. It, yes. I, 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 I would say to Jaron, what? How does that go? Get? How do you get to the second line? He says, well, you take the brackets, you do that, and then you put the square root in here. And, you win. and I thought to myself, wow, and why yeah, I, it's changed so much, you know. And, and why am I solving for X? She's yes. an X for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, thank you so much for playing with us. Would you, would you like to say hi to anyone? Yes, I'd like to say hi to my dad, my mom, my sisters, and my brothers. Thank and you very much friend. for playing with us. Uh, Thanks, I'm Brooklyn. S- Thank you so much for those questions. You're welcome. Thanks, Brooke. I want to send you a fresh hamper courtesy of Barocca. Are You Smarter Than a Primary School Kid is brought to you by Barocca. Big days start with Barocca. Anyway, it's 23 after 7. We're hanging out with the legendary Johnny Clegg. He has a brand new song out. This is a world premiere. What? Uncle Johnny, what song is this? It's the it's the single from my new album, King of Time. The song is called King of Time. It's Are you the King of Time, sir? You know what? I've been doing this 40 years. I'm still here. Badi bang, bang shayang e ken sang gala. It wasn't time. It was not time. Gala ngati kanan bafana ngisesa. Kse kono ogunyo ogusele. I think it is fasa. So, so here... Uh, this is based on, uh, you know, uh, 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 traditional Zulu idioms and proverbs were, were a very important part of my inspiration. So yes. whenever I get, um, uh, I, I feel that I, you know, I don't have anything to write about, I just go and uh, um, find a, a proverb, you know. So this one is, um, is uh, which basically means, you know, um, stop the sun in the sky. Yes. So that it doesn't set, mm. uh, and and often I feel I feel like that in moments now as I get older I would like to appreciate more um, things. Smell the flowers longer. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now, uh, but it's also you know, this song is really about somebody who wants to go back in time and change time because they messed up with the with the with the. Their favorite person, they said something. Ah, so we're solving for X. Yes, it's a solving <laughs> for X. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever 
on radio. Johnny Clegg, King of Time. Johnny Clegg, the King of Time. Famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. We are told we have breaking news, Uncle Johnny. Yeah. What's the, what's the breaking news? The breaking news is I've signed an international deal with uh, Universal Records to be released globally, this album. My last international releases was in 1993. Hold on. So, so surely then you're out of retirement again then? You know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, it's so hard for me because... You know, if I'd had this seven years ago, it would have been different. But you know, with my with my health conditions at the moment, yes. it's a bittersweet thing. Um, mm, mm. So, how how is your health currently, Uncle Johnny? Well, I'm in remission. I came yes. out of my second chemo in February, uh, and I spoke to my management and said, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, so let's let's wrap this up uh, on the live side. You know, whatever happens, you know, I will still be recording. I'm writing my book. I'm doing a lot of, you know, things uh, related to creating content. Um, I give talks and stuff like that as well. So, yes. you know, it, all that will go on. And you never know. This this thing might be able to be controlled. And why are you doing why are you doing a book and not like a, a, a series of encyclopedias? I'm sure. I'm sure there's, <laughs> surely there's enough content. Well, let's start with one book and then we can do, you know, volume two and volume three, depending, you know, you know. Are, you, are your tough times as well documented as your successes? Like, what are some of the lowest, hardest moments of your life? Um, I, you know, I, I think one of the toughest moments for me was the murder of uh, Dudu Nzovu, uh, 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 my dancer and percussionist who I, mm. you know, he was my mentor. I met him in 1978 at George Goch Men's Hostel. He mm. taught me Umzansi dancing and then we started in Chuluka dancing together and then in Savuka. I danced with him for 13 years all over the wow. world. And in 1992, during the political violence, he was uh, assassinated and uh, I wrote do, The Crossing. Do we, do we, do, do we know why? Uh, it, we we don't know why, but we do know that there was a lot of... of, of um, the area that he lived in was uh, very strongly in Qatar. Mm. Uh, and at that time, you know, the UDF and the ANC were, were being marginalized. And uh, he he just got caught in that in that moment, uh, mm. as, as many innocent people did. Sure. Uh, so I wrote The Crossing for him. That, that's mm. where that song comes from. Sure. Uh, and so those, you know, um, also the passing of Soli Litwaba, my, my, my um, bass player. Uh, we've, we've had a few tra- tragedies in the band. Mm. Uh, and Sipo uh, Sipo uh, Matondo Scorpion my saxophonist and, and, and flautist who also passed about five years ago uh, these how do you these how do you deal with such loss Uncle Johnny because surely it becomes too much at some stage well you know uh, I, I take it from a traditional African perspective you know yes. uh, we say gaudeli. Uh, uh, the, the earth eats us constantly and it's never satisfied and mm. we are all going the same way we sure. just don't know what is going to be the the, the, the means by which this happens mm. and uh, you know Scorpion uh, passed on with an illness uh, Dudu was uh, murdered and then you know recently uh, in, in, in uh, 2000 and um, I think 2011 or 12 
Bongani Masugu, my, my male vocalist, was also mm. shot dead in, in, in Johannesburg, and we had a very big show to raise money for his family. Yes, I remember. I yeah. Remember. So, you know, I, 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 the violence in our country is incredible, and it touches everybody, and it has touched me many, many times. Um, and still you stand. And, and yeah, you know, it's what teen in Fetu. You have to Kunisela, uh, and uh, I think what it also does is it, it it reminds you that you know the intensity of your friendships the intensity of your investment in other people in the, in the, in your relationships are so important because you sure. don't know what's going to happen in the future mm. we're hanging out with the incredible johnny clegg famous fresh fridays on metro with we're wrapping up our famous fresh fridays we're hanging out with uncle johnny clegg uncle johnny yeah bo Thank you for spending three valuable hours with us. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you as well for hosting me. And it was a very interesting uh, morning. I should do a lot more of these. Apparently, you are filling up the dome. Tell us about that. Uh, we had a call from Joe Burgers, who are upset that we only played uh, you know, at, at the Monte Casino um, yes. venue. And they wanted a, a venue that was more uh, accessible to people from all over and also a lower ticket price. Sure. So we have uh, conceded and uh, booked the venue for the 11th of November. I'm there. And um, the show that was at uh, Monte Casino will be put on. It's a, it's a cast of 35 people. Wow. wow. The um, uh, Soweto Gospel Choir, uh, two or three different uh, dance groups uh, you know it's a, a, a video um, eight eight different video it's a, it's it's a it's an autobiographical show so there's, there's, there's a lot of visual images as well and uh, as an add-on um, a lot of other artists have approached me and, and said they'd like to come and do a tribute which is fantastic you know um, from from um, uh, Karen Zoid to Shekina to wow. DJ Kent to wow. um, to Prime Circle, uh, you know many 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 others as well. Mm. So it's going to be a jamboree, a three hour at least. Wow! 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 I have to, to no. say goodbye to Josie. Abantu bagite Josie. What would you say, Johnny Clegg still fears? Um. You know, I fear nothing now. Uh, I, I, I went through, a, you know, two years ago when I was diagnosed, uh, I, they gave me a, a, a very weird time frame to live. And, and I, what, what was it, like a, a week, guy, yeah, three no, he days said, and yeah, two he hours? He said, if you don't do this, you know, get this operation done, you've got uh, three months, four months left, you know. And wow. I sat there and I, with my wife and we were just, it was just like I took a left turn. My life just took a left turn. And How? And, and he said, look, this operation, 5% uh, of people uh, at your age die of this operation. Wow. Uh, it's a seven and a half hour operation. We reconfigure your, your whole insides and take out stuff and stitch other stuff together. Wow. wow. Um, so, hey. Patchwork. Patchwork, patchwork. So how and then and then straight into chemo. So you know, you you have very strong uh, intimations of your own mortality in, and in, in fact mm. I was gonna ask you that. Then yeah. how, how does your relationship with mortality change 
uh, after going through such a fire well it's it's really you you understand that it it would be nice to to taste more to yes. hear more touch more feel more uh be connected more uh and and to extract as much uh nutrition and and sustenance from your day yes uh, as possible make it count make, make it, it count. count man really it's really 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 amazing Uncle Johnny, are you on social media? Where can uh, your fans reach you? Uh, yeah, uh, it's I've got a Johnny Clegg um, um, uh, Facebook page, uh, and there's a messenger thing there as well. I think every South African will tell you a story about where they were when they heard what whichever song of yours reminds them of growing up, True. reminds them of being a South African or being an African. Mm. And for that, we thank you. You've been the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives for at least 40 years. And uh, I hope you appreciate it as much as we do you, sir. Thank you so much for being an inspiration, for being a South African that makes us all realize that it is possible and that the color of your skin is merely that, pigmentation, nothing else. It doesn't make you superior. It doesn't make you inferior. If anything, it just makes you more colorful. So thank you for all of that, sir. We appreciate you. We salute you and we'll continue to celebrate you. So thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Clegg.